reach us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. In just a moment, Leslie Liao is going to have hashtag Taiwan for us, and he'll be talking about hashtag freedom pineapples. We'll also have status update with John and Shirley. But first up today, here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, March 8th, International Women's Day, and you are listening to Here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have Leslie Liao. Hello, everybody. Stash Butler. Hello. And me, Andrew Ryan. Uh, and we have a fun show prepared for you all today. Uh, first of all, if you're listening on uh, radio, then it is actually Tuesday, March 9th, uh, and you're missing out what we are wearing. Uh, so if you're curious to know what uh, Stash and Leslie and I are wearing. This is getting risque. <laughs> yeah. I promise you we are fully uh, fully clothed. Uh, we're wearing something very interesting, but I would uh, recommend going back and looking at our Facebook live feed of today's show to find out what our special outfits are. Uh, we're going to keep it a secret from our radio crowd just to encourage everybody to check us out on Facebook. What's our Facebook page, Leslie? Uh, it's either Radio Taiwan International or actually only Radio Taiwan International. Just Radio yeah, Taiwan I'm International. I'm used to saying Taiwan Insider on no, my Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just so Radio, Radio Taiwan International. International. And you can find that by going to uh, www.facebook.com forward slash Radio Taiwan International, no spaces. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so there you have it. That is uh, the link to the Facebook feed for today's show. Uh, we can also find a little uh, extra fun before and after the show. Uh, in today's show, we are going to be talking about uh, International Women's Day, uh, about female participation in politics here in Taiwan, which is one of the highest in Asia. Uh, one of the highest in the world, in fact. Uh, I also have a very interesting story about the mascot for the Ministry of Health, who I always thought was a male dog, and I got it wrong all those years. Mm. Well, actually, all those months. So we're going to apologize to her and uh, tell you a little bit more about her and show you a fun graphic from the health ministry. What are you guys going to be talking about, Leslie? Uh, so I'm going to be talking about uh, who's going to get who's going to get vaccines, COVID-19 vaccines, and I'm going to talk right over the end of the music, <laughs> which is, I think, a, a sin a on this show. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the only airport in Taiwan to turn a profit Ooh. in the times of COVID-19. I love it. Yeah. And Stash, what are you going to be talking about? I'm going to be talking about Taiwan's drought uh, because we currently don't have a lot of water in our reservoirs, and people are really running out of ideas, so they're going to pray. I don't know about that topic. It sounds a little dry to me. Okay, I think we should start off by talking about International Women's Day. Again, I like to stress that uh, every day should be International Women's yeah. Day. Um, we should all be involved, but I think it's good to particularly uh, spend some time talking about the uh, problems faced by women in the workplace uh, in terms of gender equality, uh, in terms of participation in government. Um, I think it's it's easy for us in Taiwan to say that, you know, things are great for women because we have a female president, mm. one of the few countries in the world that has a 
uh, woman who's head of state or head of government. Uh, I saw the United Nations did a little tweet saying that there are 22 uh, female heads of state or heads of government in the world. I'm guessing that probably does not include Taiwan, mm. uh, as Taiwan is not a member of the United Nations. Um, so, uh, but I think it's it's kind of a, an amazing accomplishment uh, in terms of not only the presidency, but also the legislature. Taiwan has one of the highest uh, female participation rates in any legislature in the world. Um, at one point, I think right now it's up to 40, almost 42%, mm. uh, which is uh, a high in Asia and definitely a high in the world. Uh, you were looking at the statistics stash for uh, legislative participation for women. What was it? Yeah, so across the world, according to the UN, uh, it's only 25%. Um, so that's, in, yeah, of all national parliamentarians, of all national, national legislators. So, interestingly, I found an article from when uh, President Tsai first became president, and it was uh, on BBC, and it says, Taiwan, the place to be a woman in politics. Wow. Which I thought was a very interesting thing. Um, she has faced a little criticism for having a uh, few women in her cabinet. I believe at one point she only had four women out of 40 mm. in her cabinet. And also, this time last year, actually, the IPU, the Interparliamentary Union, had reported that Taiwan had the highest percentage of female lawmakers in Asia. I don't know if that still stands today. So, good successes, uh, but there are also things that we do need to think about, like uh, wages, uh, salary disparities between uh, men and women. Uh, hard shift to another uh, story that came out for International <laughs> Women's Day. That was the Ministry of Health um, had a little post that I want to show you of their uh, mascot. This is uh, Zong Tsai. We've talked about Zong Tsai in our show the, before. The uh, little Shiba Inu. Super cute. Uh, she is actually a she. And that's what this says on this little graphic here. Um, because I think a lot of people misgender uh, Tsai Tsai, as her name is, or Zong Tsai. The CEO. And I'm wondering if they misgender uh, her because uh, we just assume all animals are male? Or is it because uh, the the name means it's a kind of a play on the words for CEO? And we're used to seeing male CEOs. Mm, interesting, yeah. yeah. Any thoughts on that? Um, I just love that picture because she definitely <laughs> looks like a boss in that picture. Looks yeah. like a boss. Yeah. Great way to put it. I love how they give her a little tie too. Yeah. Um, the thing is, she's uh, she's just been dominating my phone because we get the updates from the health ministry. Yes. And every other post from the health ministry is uh, Zong Tai. And it's almost like people universally love dogs or something. I don't know. What do yeah. you think? It's I almost think so. like people universally yeah. love dogs. <laughs> it's almost, like people it's almost love as if. Yeah, I, think, I think it's a fact. Yeah. Um, well, I guess some people are afraid of dogs, but... Um, I used to be afraid of dogs, really? but uh, yeah, uh, I, I think I got bit by a dog when I was a kid, but oh. I love them now. Yeah, same here, actually. I was terrified of dogs growing up. Yeah. Really? Um, no. Did, did you like in, like consciously overcome your fear or did it just kind of happen naturally? Yeah, actually I did. Um, really? Because I think you have to kind of calm yourself down. Mm. And I think if you're nervous naturally around dogs, then yeah. they tend to be nervous around you yeah, and they yeah, tend yeah, to yeah. kind of, yeah, get fierce. Um but this, uh, sorry, this this post here says Xing yo doyuan yang mao. So it's like there are women, women have, have many appearance, many like, different many, yeah. facets. Yeah. Uh, in other words, like don't put women in a box as only being this or only right, being yeah, that, yeah, yeah. right? So it says here um, that she's a woman. She's uh, very attentive or mm -hmm. xixin. She's very brave, hen yong gan. 
可感兴趣 can be emotion, emotion, sensitive, 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 or emotive, I guess. Uh, 可以可爱, you can be cute. 可以霸气, uh, you're very, uh, like powerful yeah, or yeah. kind of like uh, overbearing, even maybe. Not, almost, almost. It's like a like like a boss, like, like in a charge. Boss. You could yeah, be you yeah, could yeah. be boss. You, you, you can be boss. <laughs> uh, you can be windrow, so gentle. Li mm. xing means like sensible, rational, rational. rational. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so like you can eat as much as you want. I think that might just be a dog thing, man. <laughs> I think it might be a dog thing, and I, I'm going to come back to that one in a second. And qi so you could be very handsome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to come back to the ketanshi. I want to show you yeah. that again. Of all of the adjectives to describe her, that is the only one that is all in white. white. Yeah, yeah, they've chosen a different font color for that one. And I w- looked down at the, uh, the the Twitter thread and mm. people were asking, why did you highlight that one and not the rest of them? Mm. And can you guys guess what the answer is? Did she eat something before that she wasn't supposed to, <laughs> like with that photo shoot? Or is it because like they had to get her to pose and then they needed um, they needed to put like food there? I actually, I think this is a regular criticism. People are like, are you sure she's a, a female dog? She eats so much, she must be a male dog. So I think it's a way in wow. which people have used gender stereotypes to put her in a box. No, uh, so all she, dogs will, <laughs> will, will they, they will like destroy your pantry if the, if left unchecked. Yeah, but I thought it was interesting. The Ministry of Health uh, and Welfare came out and specifically said, "No, the reason why we highlighted that is because she's gotten a lot of comments." By people saying things based on her gender wow. and eating. I and fat seen... shaming the dog. Like, what are you what doing, the... people? <laughs> what, what, what's going on? Come on. You shouldn't fat shame anybody. Anybody wants to see what they want to eat, they, they can eat it. Yeah. Um, Jason Stevens says, I think we assume dogs are boys and cats are girls. Not sure why. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's true. I feel like, I feel like I've heard this before. I, I feel like you say, you, you say good boy to a, to a dog, right? Yeah. You probably just say, oh... Good, good boy. Who's a good boy? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah who's a good boy? I mean, you that's could say true. good girl, but only like if, yeah. if you then found. I think you'd probably first revert to boy, and then. Well, I think it's also because it goes back to dogs are man's best friend, right? Yeah, so yeah, you yeah, think yeah. that there's like kind of an af- a affinity between men mm. and dogs mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. kind of special. And uh, cat lady is a thing. You never hear of like cat man. Cat man. Although I'm a cat man. You're a cat man. Do you have a cat? I did when I was growing up. You don't have one here. I don't. Oh. Yeah. But I love cats. I love playing with people's cats. Uh, and dogs, too. Yeah. I'm an equal opportunity um, jostler. <laughs> Tussler. <laughs> Roller about her. Moklasur Rahman says, hi, Andrew, Stash, and Leslie. How are you there? You know today's World Women's Day. Is World Women's Day celebrated in Taiwan? Well, that's exactly what we're talking sure about right it now. Is. It sure is. Absolutely. says, as the owner of two female corgis, they eat everything. <laughs> I mean, no, I see that. Oh, My, yeah. I've got friends with corgis, and then they take them out for walks. Yeah. And yeah. Then the way that dog just eats, I just, I wonder, I ask my friend, I'm like, do you ever just let her have at it? Yeah. And just like, let her food come out, or does yeah. it like, never stop? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's so funny. Corgis are so cute. They're they're kind of like Shiba Inus. Mm, yeah. Same kind of color. A little bit. Yeah. I think they have um, maybe shorter legs. Yeah. Yeah. Stumpy I think so. Legs. Yeah. A little stumpy legs. Closer to the ground. A little fluffier, maybe. Yes. Super cute. And they speak the, the Queen's English, right? Yeah. They do. <laughs> All corgis. All of them. Speak, receive pronunciation. Bark. Yeah. Can you bark in your, <laughs> in your oh, best British voice? <laughs> Whoa. That's how they do it, huh? <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, so, we're curious to know, uh, how are you celebrating International Women's Day in your part of the world? 
I do know that there was a parade uh, that went up uh, on Sunday here in Taiwan to call attention to uh, the event. Uh, also, some uh, talks that have been arranged for Clubhouse. I saw a friend oh, wow. who was moderating a talk in Clubhouse. I was unfortunately unable to make mm. it to the talk. Um, but nice to see that uh, people are highlighting these issues. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, what about in your part of the world? Leave us a little message and tell us, uh, is this a big deal or is this not a big deal in the place uh, where you are from? Uh, am I allowed to end a sentence with a preposition? Yes, you are. I, I grant you permission. <laughs> Thanks, Stash. You're the best. So, I want to get to some of the exciting news about traveling, airports, vaccines for people that are flying. Um, yeah, what do you but, want first? But I, I think we should go to the, the dry story first. Yeah, yeah. The dry story. <laughs> the dry story. Get that out get of the way. Out of the, way. <laughs> the really dry stuff out of the way. See how wet you can make this story, okay, Stash. That's my challenge I'm for be you. as wet as I can. Uh, so, yeah. So, <laughs> Taiwan, you may not know, but uh, it's true, is going through a drought at the moment. And, you know, it feels strange because we still get rained on quite a lot. In fact, it was raining quite heavily at the weekend. It Taipei. was, yeah. Um, but it, it's interesting, though, because I, I feel like a lot of it was just misting, which doesn't really help. Mm, I, I don't know where you... You're in, you're in Xindian, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was raining fairly heavily where I was, mm. at least for, bit, for bits of it, for bits of the day. Were you monopolizing the rain for your water consumption? I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, so... Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Taipei <laughs> is quite a rainy part of uh, of uh, Taiwan generally, but um, but around Taiwan generally speaking, we're running out of water, and mm. and part of the reason that I mean the main reason that is is that we haven't had a typhoon in like the last year, mm. which is or at least not a, a major typhoon to pa actually pass over the country. We had them kind of come by and swing by. And obviously, they bring a lot of disruption and destruction to crops and stuff, but they also uh, bring a lot of rainfall, and that's really necessary for rivers. So, if you drive around Taiwan, you can see lots of dry rivers everywhere and dry reservoirs, and Taiwan's biggest lake is looking very, is much smaller now um, uh, uh, than it was before, basically. Um, mm, so, irrigation smaller. authorities in Taiwan... <laughs> We're like, well, you know, I mean, what do you do? I mean, in a sense, it's what like, you, well, you, you can't do anything. You're not you can see the clouds. really in control. You could like send That's those true. little uh, they bombs do, They do there. a bit of that. They, they do a bit of that above, above some of the reservoirs. But um, some irrig irrigation authorities in Taiwan, they planned uh, to turn to Mazu, the sea goddess, for help in resolving <laughs> the current drought. Uh, and, and they went to a temple... In, in, in Taichung, in the west of Taiwan, to do that. And just like that, his very dry story all of a sudden becomes and very it's interesting. Wet. It's super so, wet. It's such a moist story. So, so they did this. They prayed to Mazu, and the hope was that she would bring rain. Yeah, that's right. So, so Mazu is kind of like a... Does a lot of things. She's um, the big cheese. She's the big cheese. Yeah, um, uh, yeah so she's kind of uh, originally from Fujian province. Um and yeah, very big in Taiwan. There are lots of Mazu temples everywhere. Um, and so these these officials organized a big sort of uh, do at this uh, at this big temple. <laughs> it was a big do. They had more than two thousand people signed up, and it ran for two hours. And and it's only the fourth time that they've held that kind of ceremony uh, at that temple. The first was uh, in the Qing Dynasty, so that's kind of 
Well, oh, yeah. Like I, I was thinking in the last ten years. No, 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 no. <laughs> no really. Way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this temple's been there apparently um, since 1730. But then with those, with those things, I feel like things in Taiwan are really that old. They're normally going to be knocked over by an earthquake and then rebuilt. But I mean, it's anyway, possible. it's yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah, anyway, it's possible. Or sometimes the deity is goes back that old, but yeah. like maybe the building is rebuilt. Yeah, yeah, in the 1800s or something. But this is so. This has been here for almost 300 years. Wow. Yeah. And so the first uh, the first ceremony was held in the Qing dynasty. So that, I mean, that, that basically means over 100 and... What is that? 120 years ago or so, 110 years ago. It doesn't, doesn't specify when. The second, during the Japanese uh, colonization period in Taiwan, which is before 1945. And yeah, kind of the first half of the last century. And then the third time was in 1963. And apparently... After the 1963 <laughs> ceremony, rain started to fall about an hour afterwards. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So it, so it works. Apparently. And to be fair to them, it did work. So it did actually rain. We've had a... It's been a bit rainier oh, the last this couple year of days. Worked. Sorry? This year it worked. Well, they haven't really been clear about whether it... What, you know, what the time interval... I think it, it, it did rain in Taiwan. It has rained in Taiwan fairly heavily. But the problem is it's all been in the north. Oh. And the places that are suffering most in terms of shortages are the south yeah. and the center. So the rain in, in Spain, the rain, the rain, yeah. the rain in the plains the does it mainly a week. We, we're trying. We need to work week. on that one. Yeah. Okay. Help. We'll prepare Send help. next time. Yeah. We need help with rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, it seems like you know mixed results basically for this uh, this ceremony. But it's, it's always worth a go. You know. Jen Dolari says one of my personal sayings is, "If the rain dance makes it rain, do make it rain." No, do. do do the rain dance. Sorry. Oh, oh yes. I, I like that. Dance. Are you going to do a rain dance for us? Um, no, just because I don't think it'd be effective. Uh, yeah, and also I don't think we should do it if we're 98 American. Yeah. Uh, so another one here that I saw, uh, Jason Stevens was asking, do you guys have a desal plant? So a desalination plant? I did a little bit of sleuthing work on Google. Apparently there's one in Penghu. It's a, uh, oh. it is a private desalination plant. Oh, my God. Uh, it's been built in 2004. It's the first private desalination plant in Taiwan. Uh, and apparently, it's one of uh, the most effective ones. Uh, and they say on their website, of course, I haven't done any uh, independent verification of this. But they say that it prevents um, Penghu, which are the outlying islands that don't really have any natural water. Mm. Mm. Like no bodies of water. There are no lakes or anything. Uh, it's saying that, that it prevents Penghu from uh, being without water. Oh, wow. So desalination is a thing. I actually met a guy who, he has a company that takes seawater and then they go through a desalination process, a kind of a new process. Mm. Uh, and it's so good that they're able to bottle the water and sell it. And it's oh, supposed wow. to be really high quality water. Wow. So that's kind of a fun thing that's happening. Uh, I had never heard of this before. I didn't realize that they were doing desalination. I think, Did you know um, this? I think I heard there were plans to make a desalination plant on Taiwan pop- proper, but I didn't know. I didn't know about the Penghu one. That's fascinating, though. You're mm. right. Penghu doesn't have any natural. Yeah, it's not water big enough to have. Yeah, mm. it has a lot of ocean though. A lot yeah, of seawater, so sea. that only makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Hey, uh, Douglas North is saying that honestly, the local uh, Wiyot tribe. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, they have done rain dances and they're usually effective. There you That's go. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Bring them um, over. Yeah, bring them over. I bring wonder if there's a, like we could do a little collab with yeah. Mazu and this tribe. 
Um, and then maybe they could go on tour. Maybe they could bring a typhoon, you know, if it's yeah. going to like maybe it multiplies. <laughs> that makes you nervous. Yeah. Typhoons okay, are not. like hit or, hit or I miss. I still haven't experienced a typhoon. Really? Wait, yeah, how long have you been here? I've been here only just over a year. So, I missed, oh, yeah. I came in the, the non-typhoon Last year, year they didn't, they, they all like just veered away from Taiwan. Really? I heard they did about not this. hit at all. That was the first time since like, what, 1992, I think. Really? That, 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 that something like that happened. I, you know, usually I, living in the city, we're pretty safe from typhoons here. Mm. You just like buckle down you uh, batten down the hatches mm. as they say um and it's usually pretty okay but there was one that i was really scared and i really? would not like to repeat that one i was traveling from songshan train station i was coming back from taidong and i was trying to get to my house in Xindian. and how, uh, how? On, on your I, on your bike no 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 thank goodness i was on an mrt um but once i got there i actually got on my scooter and tried to go from my from the MRT station to my house, which is about 10 minutes walking. Uh -huh. mm. uh, I got to a stoplight and I actually had to pull over underneath a like overhang because mm. it was so windy that I saw people getting blown over. Wow. Oh my like God. Pedestrians. I actually saw, I was standing in the train station, I saw people like floating across by the window, unable to hold on to anything. They were being blown across wow. like, the front yeah. of the train station. So uh, anyway, yeah. Typhoons, we need them, but we also like, are kind of afraid of them. Avoid them. Okay, so we got word uh, on Monday that uh, we may soon enter a travel bubble, which is kind of fun. Quick question. Uh, if you guys could fly to Palau and you had to quarantine for, let's say, three days on each end, would you do it? Yeah, I would do it. I, I think, think if so, I, yeah. If I can get the time off, i Three do days it. isn't so bad. You can get a lot done in those as well, probably, if you wanted to. You might even be able to work here. We do a little call out. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. I mean, working from home here uh, at RTI. So, uh, so we may soon be able to visit Palau from Taiwan and vice versa. Yep. Um, but we also have something about... Uh, who may get some of the first vaccines, some of the overseas travelers that might get them. Yeah, so the first uh, shipment of vaccines came to Taiwan, and then President Tsai said, well, medical workers are going to get priority access to them. Um, another group that's going to get priority access to them are Olympic athletes who are scheduled to go compete in Tokyo, which the Tokyo Olympics, which have been postponed until July. Right. It was supposed to happen last year, right? Um, now it's been postponed into July. And the Sports Administration said, well, this is just to ensure that the, these athletes who have trained their entire lives for this event uh, have the opportunity to com compete if they want to and uh, that they're as safe as can be. And Taiwan, so far, Taiwan has 31 athletes that qualified to compete in nine categories at the Olympic Games. Um, you know, they have... Uh, adding that the nation has yet to secure qualifications in 13 categories, including judo, karate, and weightlifting, which are really, like, um, sports that Taiwan really excels at. Yeah, there there are big categories. Yeah. Um, I think these are this is coming off on the, off the heels of, like, really good relations with, with Taiwan and Japan. Mm -hmm. So, Taiwan's, like, uh, Japan's, like, we really want to have the Olympics, and Taiwan's going to be like, well, we're going to do everything that we can to also make sure that we are present, mm -hmm. but at the same time, ensuring that our competitors have the opportunity to compete uh, mm -hmm. And we're not putting them at in harm's way because you got to realize, um, Olympic athletes. Th this is super, 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 super important to them. Oh yeah, um, mm -hmm. I mean this is important for them. It's also important for sports in Taiwan, just in general. Like any no notoriety, anytime somebody wins an award, that yeah. that actually helps bring in money and notor notoriety and kind of like awareness of the sport and mm. kind of a lot of I think recognition. Yeah, for so much hard work and uh, gives people one more opportunity to kind of show their stuff on the international stage. Yeah. 
So I don't mind giving up a vaccine for any uh, Olympic athletes. I mean, 31 of them, this is about 62 doses, really. It's yeah. a drop in the bucket because Taiwan secured, what, what is it, stash? Like 20, 20 million doses? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, that's, that's the on-paper figure, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, well, that's great. That's really good to hear that. Um, you also have one more quick story there. Uh, there is apparently one airport in Taiwan that is not... Uh, operating in the red. Yeah. That's uh, kind of shocking. It must be the only airport in the world. Uh, Songshan International Airport in Taipei City because it services domestic flights, mostly domestic flights. And as I don't know if you guys know, but like domestic travel has been the huge thing this year. Mm-hmm. So all the rage. It's been making all the rage. huge, huge, huge <laughs> amounts of money. Taiwan Taiwan International Airport, they went down to like 60 people a day transiting through that 60 airport. 60 people. Yeah, just like 60. 60. Like that was the lowest ever that's ever a mate well that, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know how to react to that that's, but uh, that's our biggest airport but it's also totally international completely international yeah. and songshan is is thriving it, it made 129 million dollars uh, new taiwan dollars in profit last year wow yeah. wow 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 i go past songshan airport every day on my way to work go on say the, hi. on the brown line yeah you can uh, give I'll, it give it a bit of a wave away, be like yeah. good job boys give it a thumbs up thumbs up nicely done well thank you so much for joining us for here in taiwan i'm andrew ryan I'm Leslie Liao. And I'm Stash Butler. We will uh, be with you shortly for those of you watching Facebook Live. And stay tuned for more programs on RTI for those of you who are listening on the radio. Hello and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. This week, we're going to be talking about an issue that was all over Taiwanese media last week. At the end of February, China announced that it was going to ban all imports of pineapples from Taiwan. Now, 97% of all pineapples exported in 2020 went to China. So this announcement from China sent uh, Taiwan's pineapple farmers into a panic, which is reasonable. Uh, Taiwan's politicians place great emphasis on taking care of its farmers. So as soon as this new development from China was announced, many of Taiwan's political leaders hopped on the social media and started reminding people of how delicious Taiwanese pineapples are and encouraged people to really take care of Taiwan's pineapple farmers. uh, Pineapples take about 18 months to mature, and that's a long-term investment. Not only that, but China made their announcement right on the heels of pineapple harvesting season. So farmers were getting ready to pick the fruit, but the market that they were relying on to sell the fruit to was closed. So now it was on Taiwan to really help these pineapple farmers. And lots of people stepped in, as you're going to hear in this week's Hashtag Taiwan. Check it out. This episode's a good one. You might have already heard that earlier this week, China banned pineapple imports from Taiwan. This sent pineapple farmers into a panic because China is the number one importer of Taiwanese pineapples, taking in 97% of all pineapples Taiwan exported in 2020. China's announcement came right before the pineapple harvest season, so pineapple farmers were looking at a lot of product with no place to go. Local leaders took notice of the pineapple predicament and started pitching in. Politicians at every level took to social media to talk about how much they love pineapple and encouraged people to buy pineapples from local Taiwanese farmers. And when I say every level, I mean the president, the vice president, the premier, the legislative speaker, legislators, cabinet ministers, city councilors, mayors, Andrew Ryan, all made posts supporting pineapple farmers. Even the American and Japanese representative offices in Taiwan took to Facebook to say, don't forget how delicious Taiwanese pineapples are. The Canadian representative office said they loved pineapple on pizza, which... 
All right, I'll do it for the farmers. Taiwan's message to China was clear. It was, fine, don't import our sweet, delicious pineapples. We'll keep them for ourselves. And you know what? It totally worked. People were buying up pineapples like they were going extinct. Popular Taiwanese internet personality Holger Chen reportedly spent half a million new Taiwan dollars on local pineapples. Taiwanese celebrity Shou Luo also supposedly bought 200 cases of pineapples as well. Heck, even we had little trouble finding pineapples for our show this week. This isn't the first time China's gotten heavy-handed with an import from another country. Last year, they imposed steep, steep tariffs on Australian wine amid souring relations. In response, Taiwan was like, well, if China don't want Australian wine, we'll take it. Back then, Taiwan's foreign ministry tweeted, We stand in solidarity with Australia by serving hashtag Freedom Wine at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs Taiwan. Now, I'm not saying that the hashtag Freedom Wine campaign was an absolute success, but the last time I drank red wine with my Uncle Dennis, he definitely pulled out a lot of bottles from Australia. Taiwan's foreign minister, Joseph Wu, must have thought, Well, that worked pretty well. Why don't we do it again? Thus, the hashtag Freedom Pineapple was born. Hashtag Freedom Pineapple caught on and people are now using it online to show support for Taiwan. Anyway, I'm going to end with this tweet Andrew Ryan sent out. It says, All of Taiwan right now. And then there's a gif of Joey Tribbiani from Friends looking lovingly at a pineapple. 1300 likes. That's pretty viral. Anyway, I'm going to go call my Uncle Dennis. Gotta tell him to ease up on the pineapple. Now, I don't know about you guys, but after that episode, I've got some hankering for some pineapple. I just hope there's enough left for me at the supermarket when I get home. Anyway, if you guys didn't already know, Hashtag Taiwan is part of a much larger news TV show called Taiwan Insider, which you can find on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Radio Taiwan International or facebook.com slash Taiwan Insider. Or if you're more of a YouTube user, you can find us at RTI English. There you'll find uh, interesting news features and other segments from Taiwan Insider, just all the content about Taiwan you can ask for. Anyway, you guys, that's about all the time we have this week. Until next week, stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you again soon. Status update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. This is the program where we read your letters that you write us and let us know what programs you listened to in this past week and then what you think about them and how the reception was. We always like to know about those things, so that would be great. And keep those letters coming. But in the meantime, we're going to start off with a bit of uh, um, updating you guys about uh, what we've been up to. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay, so um, I've got two daughters, and both of, both of their birthdays are in the month of March. Oh, that's a hectic time. <laughs> yeah. My older daughter was born on uh, International Women's Day, March 8th. Oh, that's coming up. Uh, well, past. actually, it was yesterday. Okay. Well, yeah, you're right. It was yesterday. I've lost all track of time. I know, really. Totally lost track. But, um, and in Taiwan, it's called San Ba Jie. San okay. for, three you know, March, March, three March. The third month and then of the year and the eighth day. Eighth, yeah. And which actually means silly, right? In Chinese. I wonder if, if that's you, connect, connected. I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, um, I think you don't really call men San Ba, but you would call women San Ba. 
I would never call anyone that. It's not very nice. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I guess you know it, it's okay. We, we do that with my husband between my husband and I because we're just being silly. But yeah. But anyway, so she was born on Samba Jie,、mm-hmm. actually, which is another kind of like a more colloquial way of saying International Women's Day. Right. Yeah. But、um, anyway, so. Um, my parents and my in-laws have been figuring out about you know whether to celebrate their both birthdays on the same like pick a day in between the two birthdays, or to have it you know twice.、Mm. And um, um, if you guys been following us,、um, my daughter, the one, the older one, the one who was born on March eighth, she、um, has been living in Singapore. I mean Singapore in Shanghai for like more than four、sure、years. Sure, you forgot where your own daughter lives. <laughs> They all start with S, okay. <laughs> and、um, but she's been home since Chinese New Year's, and she's still here. So, which is great, we get to you know celebrate her birthday, and、um, my other daughter, her birthday is on March twenty sixth. So、um, we're figuring out what to you know. Usually, we go to a restaurant. So、um, my parents, for some reason, they don't really like duck meat, but they really like this restaurant that kind of serves something similar to Peking duck.、Mm-hmm. And they really like that restaurant, and so they say they want to take our daughters, you know, along with the rest of us, to celebrate their birthday on one particular、mm. day. And so,、um, so we're going to be having that. But my second daughter, she really has been looking forward to having a Hagen Dazs ice cream cake. Do they not have them normally? No, you have to order them. Oh, okay. And they're very expensive. Okay. And <clears throat> she's been hoping to have this ice cream cake for ever since I don't know. Last year, <laughs> no, no, for a long time, and ne- next this year we、we'll、make sure that she would have a Hagen Dazs ice cream、oh, cake on her birthday.、Nice. Yeah, and so、um, the thing was that she thinks she's been looking on online because you have to order it ahead、mm. of time, and they're pretty pricey. And so then I thought, well, let's just have the smaller size,、um, which goes for like a thousand nine hundred, almost two thousand NT. That's like sixty dollars for a cake. That's, That's pricey, a lot of money、right? for a cake. I know, but they are that expensive, and so. But anyway, so she said, once in a lifetime, she's going to have this cake, and I said, that that would be this year. <laughs> okay. But since it's so expensive for a small cake like that, we're just going to like have it just among the five of us. Well, I've got a son, so、um, she's looking into it now. Her favorite flavor is like strawberry, and my older daughter says that well, her favorite flavor is chocolate. Oh. So、uh-oh. we're probably going to have two, have two cakes. cakes. Yeah. Why not? It's okay. The you know the 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 checks on me. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we're gonna do.、Um, that's been something something in a discussion for the month of March among in my family. Exciting. I know. So a busy time. A busy time celebrating their birthdays. So anyway, what's been up with you, John? Nothing anything, really. Anything exciting? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, somebody was asking us. In one of the letters to us, and I'm not sure if it's one of the letters going to be reading later on, but、um, was asking what holidays do Chinese pe- people celebrate or observe in the month of February? And I'm thinking usually Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year is. Oh yeah, o- right, it often falls in February. It often falls you're, in February. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And、okay. then I wasn't thinking about that. Peace Memorial Day, which is February 28th. That's also a holiday. Oh, I was. Oh yeah, you're right about that. I was thinking we don't celebrate except the holidays we celebrate Valentine's in February. Valentine's Day, but that's March, a very Western holiday. March, I really don't think we have anything on our calendars except for International Women's Day, which is not. But that's not like a not big observance. Yeah, thing. I've never seen、um, anyone. Observing, like, decorate for that or anything like that. No one gets off. Yeah, no, we don't get that. Or day throws、off. a party. It's just right. 
But you're right. Yeah, it's the Chinese New Year. So usually it falls in February. Yeah, anyway, so we're actually in kind of a post-holiday period, mm-hmm. aren't we? It's a while till the next one. Right. You get to keep celebrating into the month of March. Right. You mean for my family? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because my daughter. The party's not over. <laughs> what do we celebrate in usually. April? April, there's a Children's Day. But then, Yeah, if you're, if you're a child, that's fine, but... <laughs> And then back to back because tomb then the, the tomb sweeping is the day after, which is not a festive occasion, really. No, it isn't because so. it has the name tomb in it. It's title, so that kind of gives <laughs> you a sense of, um, yeah, yeah. Next very festive one probably doesn't come until summer when we have the dragon boats. So the um, dragon boat festival, it, it depends on the lunar calendar. So yeah, well, it's it in the early in summer. Yeah, and so we're kind of in a dry spell where holidays are concerned. Right, but you right. get, like I said, you get to have a uh, two birthdays back to back. Yeah, my family we've got two in April, so. Oh well, that's coming up soon. Uh, right. It's a while away still, but. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so that's about the month of March for me. All right. Well, let's get to letters. So we always love to hear from you, and thank you so much for your letters for writing in every week and letting us know what programs to listen to and the listening condition. So uh, before we get to that, if you are considering writing us a letter at this moment as you listen to our program, the address is PO Box One Two Three Dash One Nine Nine Taipei Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti dot org dot tw. And please remember to leave us a comment on our Facebook page or our YouTube channel. Better yet, both. Yeah. Okay. So the first letter I've got in my hand is coming to us from uh, Andrew Kuznetsov of Latvia. And it looks like it says here, Dear friends from RTI English Service, I sent your attention reception report and reception of shortwave transmission. And uh, please confirm by QSL card. No problem. Now let's see here. Uh, what's the day he listened in? Oh, this is, uh, it was earlier on in February, though, or, although we only just got the reception. Uh, he listened on February 16th, and at, let's see, oh, using 6185 kilohertz as the frequency. The programs that he learned, heard in English here in Taiwan, it was a special Lunar New Year edition, and a hashtag Taiwan segment report about the year of the arts on the island. Okay. And the status update. That was... Uh, Could that be the year of the ox? Or misheard. Yeah, misheard. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. If it was a lunar year. I don't year, think year. there is a year of arts. It's always right. arts. There's yeah. always artsy things going on here. Artsy things going on here. I don't yes, think there's a, a very culture, particular year for it. Cultured country. Yeah. Okay. Especially if it's around lunar new year. It was probably year of the ox. And then status update by us. And then uh, we read letters from our listeners. Uh, simple rating was 23332. So he said it in brackets. It was weak signal interference from Radio Vatican. Well, that was again Andrew Kutsensov of Latvia. Thank you. We have a letter here from Roger Tidy writing to us from the UK. Um, there are two reports here, both for February. It says, hello again. My second report for this month is for your broadcast of February 23rd. This was here in Taiwan. Hashtag Taiwan and status update. It says, as is usual on a Tuesday, the first item in the broadcast was here in Taiwan, which on this occasion had an all-male cast of characters consisting of Andrew, Leslie, and Stash, all of whom brought some interesting stories and comments to the table and seemed to enjoy participating in the discussion, which was notably relaxed, freewheeling, and consisted of a lot of banter. The program kicked off with Leslie speaking about his visit to a temple to mark the end of the Lunar New Year holiday, after which the discussion focused on a Taiwanese employee of NASA who was in charge of remotely navigating the recently landed Mars rover. Next up on the broadcast was Status Update, which opened with John and Shirley talking about the Lunar New Year holiday before going on to answer listeners from, among other places, Japan and Morocco. 
The other item in this day's lineup was hashtag Taiwan, where the topic this time was the types of food that Taiwanese netizens find disgusting. <laughs> okay. I missed that one. I wonder what that was about. I gotta go yeah. back and listen to that. Oh. Of the three programs mentioned above, my favorite was Here in Taiwan because of the smooth, entertaining, and relaxed manner in which it was presented, as well as the choice of items. My next favorite program was Status Update. My least favorite feature was hashtag Taiwan. Leslie does his best to make this made-for-video show translate into a radio program by adding a short introduction specifically designed for radio listeners, but I don't think it comes across as well on radio as it does on video as part of Taiwan Insider. For one thing, there is a sharp difference between the audio quality of Leslie's introduction and the original show, which is obviously recorded in a very different acoustic environment. Uh, by the way, your audio, internet audio was excellent. There's a second one, a second report. This one uh, dated February 24th, which was about Here in Taiwan and Just the Classics. It says... Turning first to Here in Taiwan, which was a live recorded edition of the show, it was fascinating to hear about the global preeminence of the Taiwanese semiconductor industry in the world economy. I was previously not aware of the leading role that your country is playing in this sector, and I think this is something that is not sufficiently known by the general public. The other subjects in the program concerned COVID-19 and Taiwanese street food. The COVID item dealt with Taiwan's coronavirus helpline, while the final item in the program discussed the most profitable types of Taiwanese street food. Although the topic was interesting, I I thought that the chat on the subject was somewhat rambling and would have been better if it had been more focused. Finally, a few words about just the classics. I have found that the quality of this program varies from week to week. This week's edition, hosted by Shirley, was one of the best shows of the series that I have heard. This is because there was a good balance of songs and chat about the featured singer, Anita Mui, who I discovered had an unusually low but appealing voice, but seems to have led a life that was at times tragic, ending in an untimely death. As usual, your internet audio was excellent with no buffering. Best wishes, Roger Tidy. Do you see a similarity between me and Anita Moy? <laughs> That's I, I, I told you, I don't know who that is. Oh, <laughs> oh, right, right. I asked you before, sorry. Well, um, she has, I think, the reason why we look similar, or to some strangers, I mean, really, who stopped me on the street saying that you look like Anita Moy, uh, is because we both uh, fancy short hair. That's an odd thing hair. to say to someone on the street. Like, yeah, yeah you and someone like who already passed. Person. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, um, and, and because I think we both, uh, she used to always fancy like short hair like me. Mm. And she she has a beauty mark above her lips. Oh, um, mine's on the right and hers is on the left. And so, anyway, and we both tall and thin. I don't know, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, I've got a letter here from Shin Makino of Japan, and uh, he listened on March second at one five three two zero kilohertz. Um, it says here. I started receiving your station, and uh, I think it was news read by Stash Butler. Um, in the news, it says that Thomas Foreign Ministry was calling on the Myanmar military to exercise restraint in its use of force against peaceful protesters. And then also about Mainland Affairs Council condemning the recent arrest of 47 democracy activists in Hong Kong. A Chinese ban on Chinese pineapples went into effect on Monday, uh, yeah, March 1st. Opposition to a new natural gas processing uh, plant in Northern Taiwan has gained momentum. In advance of uh, International Women's Day on March 8th, the English-language Bangkok Post has named President Tsai Ing-wen as one of its 24 Women of the Year. Um, officials in central Taiwan's Shinsu city say they may have discovered two paintings by renowned Japanese artist Kinichiro Ishikawa at a local elementary school. Did you know about that? No, that's an oh. odd place to find paintings. Yeah, I know, really. I, I, I don't think of... <laughs> Uh, elementary schools as places where works right. of you art generally that, right? hang. Yeah. 
Okay, and it's then kind of dangerous all the kids running around. <laughs> okay, and then um, let's see here. Uh, he also heard uh, here in Taiwan the theme music played. Greetings and introducing an overview about this program by John Van Trieste. He talked with Stash Butler and Shirley Lin about the following articles about a judge from Thailand that was fined for sort of skipping work. No, from Taiwan, right? Thailand. Oh, Tainan. Oh, that was fine for sort of skipping work to go fishing and gardening. <laughs> yeah, we had a good laugh over that story. The story of one man who believes that the supposed extinct leopard is still out there somewhere in the wild in Taiwan. Yes, that's the uh, Formosan, um, uh, um, what was it? Something leopard. Cloud leopard. Cloud leopard. Thank you. Thank you, John. And about schools punishing students for wearing um, winter clothes in the classroom that ignored the education ministry rules. Okay, so simple rating was 33443244444. And let's see, my impression of your programs. It was windy but warm today, so I listened to the broadcast outdoors. Ooh. But then it was 15 minutes into the listening that the signal became stronger and the reception was better. There are similar concerns about the rules within Japanese schools. For example, some high schools require students with hair, oh, other than black, like they dye the hair, or frizzy hair to submit a report to prove that they have natural hair, which some say may be a violation of human rights. I think that certain rules are necessary for safety and health, but I wonder about the excessive school rules. Hmm, okay, I totally agree with that. That That's kind of strange mm. you know but anyway okay so that was again from shin makino of japan we've got another letter here from japan this one coming to us from miyake hidemitsu uh it says how are you i hope you're doing okay and i hope this mail finds you safe and well this report is for your transmission of february 10th 2021 at 0300 utc i've sent the report to you by mail we call February early spring. The first hint of spring is in February. It feels like winter is not over yet. Tomorrow is National Foundation Day. What holidays? This is the letter you were talking about, Shirley. Oh, okay. Do you have in February in your country? Oh, well, mm. you just answered that. Right. Uh, and it says that he wrote to us uh, a few times but hadn't gotten an answer. So we'll need to have a word with someone about that. <laughs> uh, and it says... Uh, all the evidence points to my reception of this station on 15320 kilohertz being yours. Uh, I hope you can check the following information and let me know. If there are problems, please let me know, and I'd be grateful if I could get your reply. And uh, it says here that this was, once again, about our uh, February 10th program on... 15320 kilohertz, and the reception uh, began, log begins at 0300 hours. There was news about uh, national news and economic news, uh, and it said that there was a variety of slogans given along with the latest information about everyday life of Taiwanese people. It says the announcer's voice seemed distorted. Your transmission ended at 0358 hours. I also heard your station on uh, February 10th from 0300 to 0358. Uh, reception quality was varied, but was generally average to poor. Some lots of twos and threes in there. That comes to us once again from Hidemitsu Miyake of Japan. Well, thank you so much for your letters, and it ends today's uh, show. And we always love to hear from you, so make sure you keep those letters coming. Let us know what programs you listen to, what you think about them. Let me know the reception quality, the simple rating. That would be all awesome. So our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.com. .org.tw. And remember to please head on over to our Facebook page and YouTube channel and let us know what you think there as well. All right, we'll see you next week. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.